mid-May, I was like, Charlie, I have time, you have time, let's go for it. We planned for two weeks calling up chocolate factories to help us make this. I think within two weeks, we figured out what chocolate company we were going to work with. We had samples shipped to us. We tried a bunch of different companies and... You are listening to Plant Strength Radio. Each week, remarkable stories of plant-based healing, mindfulness, fitness, nutrition, and activism, as told by those with the expressed desire to affect lasting change in our world. Real people, real experiences. Your host, Bobby Lynch. What's up, guys, and welcome to Plant Strength Radio. I'm your host, Bobby Lynch, and on today's show, we have vegan twins, Brian and Charlie Trupo, aka the Veggie Brothers. Brian and Charlie are the owners and founders of the new vegan chocolate company, Trupo Treats, and they just launched their vegan crunch bar in July. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks for having us on here. You know, yeah, for- of course. You're, I just Before we get into things, I've got to say, your vegan, milkless, chocolate crunch bar is absolutely amazing. It tastes so good. Can't wait to talk more about it during the show, but I'm so happy you guys are doing what you're doing because I have missed milk chocolate since going vegan. That was one of my favorite things for, before going vegan, and I'm so happy that I can now enjoy it again. Sweet man. Well, yeah, we're excited too. Here's a little preview for anyone wondering what it looks like. But uh, yes, yeah, we're we're pumped to create this and bring it to the market. Yeah, and the best part, it's cruelty free, which makes the biggest difference. Um, Right. So before we really get into things, we're gonna start with our icebreaker segment. All right. So on the spot, if you guys could describe to me in three words or less how your month has been so far Ooh, okay three words or less let's see such a grind i mean that, that's such just a grind i love it <laughs> that's that's perfect a great way to describe it yeah let's see i think i think mine would be really similar to that um probably something like no free time no, so true. So it's, it's true. How it is? Yeah, literally. I I wake up. I do trupo treats, or I haven't been doing veggie brothers that much lately. But uh, wake up and you go to sleep just doing trupo treats and schoolwork as well. You know. So yeah, you got. I mean, that's the life of an entrepreneur. We we all know it. Being entrepreneurs, it's like you have to literally eat, sleep, breathe your business twenty four seven. And eventually it's going to come to, you know, everything will come to fruition. And you guys are having so much success so far. So I'm super excited to talk about all of that during the show. But I think that's a, kind of a great way to describe it. You guys are doing, doing your thing, killing it, killing it right now. So let's get into things. So tell everyone us, you know, tell everyone your vegan journey. How long have you guys been vegan? Okay, so Charlie, you want to start this one off because you, came, you started a little bit earlier? Yeah, sure. So. So I think the story I like to tell people is about how I became vegetarian first, because that was, that was the major training, uh, major turning point in, I guess, our journeys. Um, so we were, we were seven years old. We were at our family friend's house, uh, for Thanksgiving. And this is how I remember it. I'm not sure this is exactly how it went, but I remember being curious where all the, the men were, the adult men. 
And um, so we asked someone and we were told that they were out hunting for the Christmas or for the Thanksgiving dinner uh, for the turkey. That's kind of when I put together for the first time that I guess the food that we eat, the food that is on our plate, at least for Thanksgiving is really, it comes from animals. And that's, that's when I like put it together for the very first time that it's not really food. It's, it's the, the body of a dead animal that had to be killed and it once had a life and once wanted to be alive. So that was kind of the turning point. Um, and then Brian, Brian became a vegetarian, I think like a year later, was it? Yeah. So the difference with us is I had the same realization, but I feel like throughout life I've realized that I need to go defined starting point and so what I did was I just kind of waited until a, you know a defined period of life in my time which is my birthday August 16th of the following year and I immediately went vegetarian then it took me a little time to I guess I don't want to say adjust but just to get out of my routine of like eating the products that I already was so yeah it was about a year later though after you what yeah. year was that Ooh. Uh, this would have been, Charlie would have went in 2005 and I would have went veg vegetarian in 2006. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. It's been, I mean, it's been a while for you guys being plant-based and when did you ultimately go vegan, fully vegan? So, uh, I went vegan when I was 15, which was about, sorry, that's really loud. I don't know if you can hear out there. I went vegan when I was 15. <laughs> can you hear <laughs> It's honestly so loud. I can't really think. Okay, so I went vegan when I was 15. I it was right after my year of being a sophomore in high school. Um, and I, I don't really know how many years ago that was now. I think that was like six and a half maybe years ago. And then Brian, Brian was definitely more recent. Um, yeah, so mine was a little bit more recent. Mine was, I was 19 years old and... I don't know. I think I was just stubborn. I was kind of like the normal person who refuses to go vegan. Um, I was obsessed with dairy products and pizza and chocolate. And, you know, the hardest part, I think, is having a, a relationship with someone that's not vegan or vegetarian. Um, that sh surely stopped me from wanting to try it. So you were in a, you were in a relationship at the time. And yeah, well, um, leading up to this experience and then the summer when I went vegan, I was you know, I was single and just doing my own thing. So, yeah, yeah. So I guess I, I fully understand that, that that would make a difference if that person isn't supportive of a vegan diet, your environment and who you're surrounded by really makes a big difference in your success with, with really anything, whether it's trying to go vegan or trying to make some significant change in your life. If the people closest to you aren't supportive of that change being made, it's so much harder to ultimately make the change. So really, I definitely, I definitely true. understand that. It's true. Luckily, luckily we had a very supportive uh, parents when we, when we first went vegetarian. Obviously when we went vegan, we were a bit older. So we kind of had more free reign to, to buy our own food if we wanted to or do whatever we want. But our parents were always really supportive the whole way. So we're really appreciative of that. They're, they're not vegetarians or vegans themselves, so, um, but they're still supportive. So. That's, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that because, uh, you know, the other, this was about a, this was about last week, I, I would say no, two, two weeks ago, uh, we were doing some activism 
on the streets down here in Queens, uh, me and uh, DJ, you know, Darren Moore, who's part of the company for those of you guys who are following, who's just on episode one. And uh, we were talking to these, a bunch of people and there was older people there and then there was younger people there, uh, you know, like teenagers to about our age and then older people like 40s, 50s. And they, I think some of them were, I don't think they were direct parents of these children that were there or the teenagers that were there. But the common theme was they were all saying, no, this is not what we do. We eat meat. Don't listen to them. They don't know what they're talking about. But the kids were very open and receptive to wanting to hear what we had to say. So I'm really happy to hear that your parents, even though they weren't vegan or vegetarian, were supportive because it's unfortunate when you don't have that support, even though you might want to make a change at that young of an age, you just aren't able to do it because you're reliant on your elders, you're reliant on your parents. So that's awesome that you guys had that. Thanks. It's pretty cool. I think what really helped is they had a little bit of empathy because when they were kids and in college, they, I believe, were vegetarians for a little bit. So I think they understood like why we were doing it. So yeah, that makes that makes a big difference. So you've been vegetarian since about 2005, 2006, and now you've been vegan. So what was it about like? veganism versus vegetarianism what was really that defining point that made you say i need to not only just give up meat but give up all animal products what was it for both of you guys well i think for myself um it, it was i always thought i was saving animals by being vegetarian i literally just believed that to like my core and when i found out that that wasn't the case when you're still vegetarian because you're exploiting, you know, cows still in the dairy industry and chickens in the egg industry. So it was kind of just realizing that how cruel the industries were by watching documentaries like Cowspiracy and what the hell. And yeah, that was my turning point, kind of. Yeah, and then, and then mine, I'd say mine was really similar to that. I think we learned in, um, what year was it? In, in our freshman year of high school, we took a class called Animal Science. And in that class, we learned about animal agriculture, but we learned, we learned it from a very um, animal agriculture, like through the lens of animal agriculture. So they wanted us to think it was good. But even then, even through their lens, I still could see through it. And I, I saw that, you know, what they're doing to cows, how they're artificially inseminating them is, is something I don't want to be part of. Um, and then I don't think we learned about them taking their babies away from them when they were really young. I don't think we learned that. But I remember the artificial insemination part. I really couldn't get my head wrapped around how we how we um, we do that on a large scale. So I guess that was kind of in my brain from a year back from before I went vegan. Um, and honestly, I I have a really terrible memory, uh, so I can't remember my exact turning point for going vegan. But I remember it was definitely due to learning about the animal. Um, well, I guess the dairy industry and the honey industry and the, the egg industries. Um, so I guess once I had all accumulated all that information over the past year, then I, I guess I just, I immediately made the change as soon as I like felt it, you know, as soon as I yeah. realized. 
Yeah, yeah, I connect, I connect with you guys on that. It was pretty much the same thing for me. I thought at first, just by not eating meat, I was really making a big difference, which I guess I, you know, we were making a difference, but it wasn't the full difference that we could be making. And once I too realized how evil those, da- you know, those industries were, the dairy industry, the egg industry, and really how more evil they are than, the, than the, just the meat industry, because these animals are raised, exploited, pushed beyond their limits. And when they're all used up and can't produce any byproducts anymore, then they're shipped over to the meat industry. So they live even more of a worse life than the animals in the meat industry do because of how much they're just abused and used throughout their life. But what was it like for you guys then where Charlie, you were vegan and Brian, you weren't vegan yeah, and you knew the information that you knew, but Brian, you kind of knew it, but also didn't really see it fully yet to make that switch. What was it like? Did you guys have any, you know, back and forth between each other or contrasting viewpoints at that uh, time in your life? You know, I don't really remember. I really don't think we spoke about it too often. I remember a couple of times where he'd like hint at it and I would just be like, I was probably just ignorant at the time and just kind of like ignored it just because I don't know. I, it takes me like, I need data, you know, I need to like look into things. If someone just tells me something, I don't usually just believe it off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I just didn't take the time to really dive in. But, I remember, I remember something. I just, I just remembered. Um, I remember sending you a link to Cowspiracy for you and dad to watch. And um, that what was right you went vegan like really, really soon after that. Okay. Um, so I, that was like the, one of the only times I've ever really confronted my fam- family about it other than like subtle hints. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, a little di- I'm a little different with my family. Well, I mean, specifically, you know, specifically my brother, shout out my brother at RJL25. If you guys want to check him out on Instagram, uh, he doesn't really post like, you know, like, like we do. But anyway, um, he was, we both went vegetarian and vegan at the same time. And it was, you know, profoundly for the ethics. And he's been studying nutritional science in school and, and none of his professors support a vegan diet. Um, and, you know, being stuck on the meal plan that he was at school and being an athlete, and literally just not having the resources available to get in enough calorically dense foods to sustain his caloric output. He went back to not being vegan, but now that he's out of school, um, you know, and he's, I, I go back and forth with him in, in like a kind way, but also a more or less a tough love way. I'm just very straightforward, more straightforward and to the point than I am with everyone, even though I am straightforward and to the point with everyone. It's just a little more tough love with like, bro, when are you going to go back to being vegan? Come on, man. You know, um, so I just give it, you know, I tell them how it is. That's a, yeah, it's a little tough because some people can be super stubborn about it. You can like, convince them all you want, show them all the evidence, you know, mm-hmm. like a normal person would need. But some people just, I don't know, there's something missing from, I don't know, they just don't want to do it. Uh, I've had that with a couple of people, a couple of my friends too, mm-hmm. who just, you can tell them all you want and they're like, wow, I really love that i love animals i don't want to hurt them but then they continue eating animal products and i'm just like well you're kind of just being contradictory but uh i don't know i think 
maybe we were, I think humans are kind of build, built with ignorance a little bit. Uh, we kind of want to avoid uh, our problems and just like push it on something else. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely, it's like, it's, it's ignorance is bliss. It's better to not know and mindlessly consume than to know because then you feel that contradiction inside and yeah. Exactly. And I think also being ethical like takes effort because it's not readily available for everyone right now. Um, because of our society. Right, right, right. So I think it's just people don't want to have to put in the effort to, to, I don't know, be ethical, I guess. Is, that's what you say. Yeah, it's just because these animal products are just so commodified in our society and they, they're looked at as normal. So people really don't think twice about consuming them. And it's easier to just not pay attention to what is actually going on or really take the time to look into the process of how those animal products get to their plate. And I think like, you know, to give my brother the benefit of the doubt, it's not like he's not oblivious and it's not that like he doesn't want to make a change. Sure. You know, he's, he's doing it more so on an experimental reason for his health purposes, being a nutritional science major and ultimately wanting to become a registered dietitian. But he has gone back to being vegetarian, which is, which is a good step in the right direction. So Yeah, that's awesome. I think, I think vegetarianism is honestly a really good first step. A lot of people on social media and everything say that, you know, being vegetarian isn't even helpful at all. And I completely disagree with that statement. Um, I think being vegetarian is the best way to start off uh, and get used to it. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you because it's a, it's a step in the right direction. And none of us went vegan overnight. Some people do make that change, but at least we ultimately made the change in the end and we had our journey to get there. And that's what I think really makes it's, it's, it, that's really the difference maker. I think, I I, yeah, I think people forget that exactly what you were just saying is that we didn't all become vegans in one night. Even when we had the information, we didn't become vegans in one night. Mm. Um, and I think that that sort of empathy is what's needed a lot more in the vegan community because there's a lot of a negativity towards, towards vegetarians and towards people who don't go vegan overnight. But I think positivity um, towards any changes is the way to go. And that's kind of what we try to uh, bring about with Veggie Brothers is just, I mean, obviously change, immediate change would be the best, but gradual change is also helpful. So, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I do. I do see that in the vegan community that people who are very passionate vegan activists who haven't been vegan their whole life look down on people who aren't vegan and forget that they were once not vegan themselves. And it's, it, yeah, you, I mean, we, we have to have that, we have to extend that empathy to everyone. Of course, the animals, because they're the ones who are directly suffering from people eating their meat and secretions, but we have to extend it to humans because we're the ones creating the demand for those products. And we have to give people the benefit of the doubt and try to guide them along and show them the right way and the way to a cruelty-free life so that they two will once get there because you catch more bees with honey than you do vinegar. And you know, you can't, you can't just be like attacking someone because the more you attack someone, the more they want to go into defense versus letting their guard down when you give them that empathy. But 
Yeah, speaking of the Veggie Brothers, your account, you guys have a pretty large following, you know, 28K plus. It's pretty impressive. Tell, uh, you know, tell everyone about, about that account, your, your, you know, Veggie Brothers, and, and why did you guys get going and start that page? Before you answer that, though, we are going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. Support for this episode comes from Chicken Bites. Hey, did you know that every serving of Chicken Bites has 17 grams of protein? And did you know that they're made entirely from simple ingredients? Visit www.plantstrengthfoods.com to find out where you can get your pack of Chicken Bites and use offer code PSR at checkout to save on shipping. Chicken Bites, always made from ingredients you can pronounce. Support for this episode comes from Trupo Treats. Brian and Charlie Trooper were on a mission to find the most delectable treat of them all, chocolate. Unfortunately for them, there were very few vegan chocolates on the market. So together, the twin brothers had an epiphany. Why not make our own? So the brothers did just that and launched the Milkless Chocolate Vegan Crunch Bar. Visit www.trooprotreats.com to taste a little bit of cruelty-free heaven. Use promo code PSR at checkout to save on your order. And as an added perk, 25% of all proceeds are donated to animal farm sanctuaries. Triple Treats, helping animals one chocolate bar at a time. All right, guys, and welcome back. So before the break, we were just about to talk about Ryan and Charlie's Instagram account, Veggie Brothers, which has over 28,000 followers, and why they started their page. So I'll let you guys take it away. Okay, so actually, very shortly after I went vegan, I got really inspired by it. Um, that summer, I... I literally just took the push. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this out for one month. One month went by. I was getting amazing results in the gym, like really good results. Given So I was that summer, I had an internship at a hotel. And anyway, I got free food. So I, they had veggie burgers there. It was perfect. Uh, so I was getting all the gains I needed. Anyway, uh, later that summer, Charlie and I, I think we're talking about how can we make a difference? How there's not very many vegan guys on social media or even just in general. Like I seriously probably know in person, like two, two other guy vegans ever that I've ever met. So we're like, let's make social media. Um, we wanted to create a business, but we just didn't know what yet. So we're like, let's just make an account and try to spread empathy, compassion and educate people on what it's like to be vegan as a guy. Yeah. And I think, I think originally, our main thing was kind of showing ourselves as vegans. We wanted it to be more of a lifestyle account. And then eventually we saw, we did post a lot of lifestyle content for a little while because we traveled through Ireland and we did a bunch of things together that summer. But we eventually um, transformed into posting, I guess more content related to animals because we found that's what was bringing up, that's what people were really connecting to. So, so yeah, that's kind of the direction we went is an animal or the animal guys kind of. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah. That's actually, that's how I came across your guys's page. I do, I remember seeing somebody had either shared one of your videos. I remember the exact video. It was of a cow playing with a stability ball. And then, <laughs> 
Um, I either saw it shared in somebody's story or came across it on the explore page. And then I went to your page and I was like, wow, this, like, I just started watching all of your videos and I was like, these guys have an awesome page. And then I reached out and that's how, you know, we ended up connecting and, and now here you are. So it's, it's like, it's super cool. I love what you guys are doing and you're really inspiring others. And I was, you know, of course, already vegan at the time, but um, just really what I love about your page versus other pages is that you allow people to see that these animals are essentially just like cats and dogs. You know, the, the animals that we put on such a high pedestal in our society because we've domesticated them as pets and just put farm animals aside like they only have one purpose and that's for us to use them and they don't really have souls or they don't have feelings or thoughts or they don't you know they they want to die you hear the craziest things people say but what you do is you show everyone that these animals they're all the same they all have thoughts they all have feelings they all have different personalities and that's what i really love about your page Thanks. Yeah, we're trying to expand it a little bit and do a lot of animal videos, but also, you know, make it a little bit more personal. Um, I've had people actually say to us in the past, like, oh, so super cool you guys have this page, but I mean, none of it's your content, but that's not the point. Um, the whole point of sharing these animal videos is, like you said, to show, that pe show people that animals can have feelings, they can have emotions, they can love you and love one another. Um, so yeah, that's the real purpose of the page. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's kind of like plant strength radio. Like it's, it's, it's plant strength performance. It's our company's podcast, but the main focus is new guests sharing their stories. So yeah, technically you could say it's not our content. Like we either want right. to record it and edit it and post it, but it's still your story. And that's the main focus of every episode is the story of each guest. So yeah, I mean, I, everyone's going to hate. There's always going to be people that hate. Yeah, always going to be hated out there. Something, something that we do try to do is in each caption, we try to include some kind of, some kind of either story or some, kind of, some facts um, that people might not know or just how to relate this video to your life. So my most recent post was about, um, it was some little baby cows who were saved from the dairy industry who would have been killed. I think they were all males. I think they would have been slaughtered. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just shared it a few days ago, but um, under under in the caption, I just posted something um, about the dairy industry, so, about how cruel it is and what happens in it. Um, and I think I think including facts with those videos really helps people because they can put it together. They can see, okay, this is a baby cow. It brings me the certain type of emotion of maybe you know happiness or joy or whatever. And, and then they read these facts about how what they're doing in their personal life is actually making it so that these babies die and they're getting killed because of me. And that's what we want people to kind of put together is that, is that you know, put the facts with the emotions, basically. I love that. I think that's just like a really smart way of activism. Um, and there's all different forms of activism. And I think you guys are, you have your niche with Veggie Brothers. And I think too, like Brian, you said, you guys are trying to incorporate more personal content into it and show yourselves more, which I think is great. Um, but I also personally really like the content that you've really grown on as well. So, you know, I'd love to see, continue seeing 
continue seeing both. Um, but you know, keep up, keep up the great work there with the Veggie Brothers. But now let's talk a little bit about Trupo Treats, guys. How how did this idea come to your head for the company? How did it start? Tell tell us all about everything. Okay, sweet. So I feel like usually what happens is I have an idea and I go to Charlie about it. <laughs> um, I feel like that's what usually happens. You have you have a lot of ideas, and I'm generally I'm generally the guider. I guess I, I decide if I want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of our personalities. Uh, it's hard to tell maybe on Zoom, but I think anyone asked, I'm kind of more. I don't want to say scatterbrained, but I'm just doing a lot. And then Charlie's the organization guy. Uh, yeah, you need thinking. a bit of both. You guys are. Tw- oh, hold on, real quick. Who's older out of the two of you? Charlie, I'm, I'm older by we think like thirty seconds, but oh, thirty seconds. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's that's so cool. I just that's so, you know like look at look at that. Just how you guys are twins, but how your personalities are very similar, but also very different at the same time in terms of different traits. Yeah, so, you know I, I think. Oh, you go. You go. Sorry. I think it kind of attributes like how we were growing up to how we were raised, like uh, just how being a twin, you always have to have. Well, you want to be different, right? You don't want to be the same exact person as the other the other one. So I think it kind of forces you to change in your own ways and develop. Cool, cool, yeah. All right, so back, yeah, to, give, back to Trupo Treats, though. Let's hear it. Let's hear it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the Trupo Treats. So uh, I was walking into Whole Foods Market, you know, the grocery store. I was really craving something sweet, something really creamy and uh, tasty, right? I go to the chocolate aisle. There's a huge chocolate aisle at Whole Foods. Um, and I see a lot of dark chocolate and a lot of chocolate, but nothing is clearly labeled vegan, like zero. Um there's some that maybe if you read the back or like really small in the front it says vegan and maybe, but I really don't think a lot of companies market saying vegan. Anyway, I really wanted a milk chocolate, but clearly I was like, okay, I'm not going to find one. And I didn't find one that was vegan, obviously. So I called Charlie up. I literally think this was probably maybe while I was there or briefly after I'm like, Hey, Charlie, let's start a vegan milk chocolate company. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Charlie, what were you like when he said that? <laughs> I I can't really remember. Do you remember, Brian? I just I don't really remember. I think you, I'm always saying ideas like, "Hey, let's start this marketplace." Hey, let's start doing this and traveling the animal sanctuaries. Like, I'm always just giving out ideas. So he probably it's, thought nothing of it. I mean, what what's the usual response to your ideas? My usual response is like, okay, that could work. Okay, okay, maybe, maybe. Let's think a bit more about that, maybe. And then I, I honestly don't remember my response, but it must have been a good one because we obviously went and did it. Yeah. But um, I, I think, you know what? I'm thinking back to it. I think I did kind of see the, the potential in it because it's true. They're, where are the vegan milk chocolate companies? It's like, they don't exist. So I think, I think you know. Yeah, so literally, I had the idea. This was probably, I don't know, I really don't know when it was. It's probably mid May, like literally mid May. Charlie and I decided we for two this was weeks. Last year, twenty nineteen. No, this is twenty twenty. Oh, really? Mid May, twenty twenty. Wow. May twenty twenty. During COVID. Uh, oh wow! Literally, yeah. So mid May, I was like, Charlie, I have time. You have time. Let's go for it. We planned for two weeks. 
calling up chocolate factories to help us make this. I think within two weeks, we figured out what chocolate company we were going to work with. We had samples shipped to us. We tried a bunch of different companies. And uh, June 1st was the – maybe June 1st or June 5th, something around there, was the start of our pre-launch campaign where we started – that's when we made our social media. Um, All right. That's what you mean, yeah. Yeah, that's when we made our social media and basically told people that was going to happen. And then July 1st was when we actually launched our Kickstarter campaign where we basically we're college students. I'm in, I'm doing my master's of science and entrepreneurship and Charles is doing his bachelor of science in environmental science. So we did the pre-launch campaign, uh, super successful. We were not expecting that. We were trying to raise, we're like, you know, probably we raised $5,000, but let's just shoot for 7,500. And then we ended up reaching, I think 26,800 and something dollars. In, in what, a month? In 30 days. So that was 30 days. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and then from there, we've been, you know, doing pretty well. Obviously, we're not reaching numbers like $26,000 yet, but monthly, we're still doing very well. There you go. I mean, it takes time. It's all, it's all about the process, but that's so awesome to hear. And again, like I love, I love the bars. You want to show, you want to show everyone the bars? Yeah, no problem. So here's one of the bars. Uh, oh, Charlie's got one too. Heck yeah. yeah. Sure do. Yes. And for, for, for those of you guys listening to this episode right now, just to describe how the chocolate bar looks, okay? Obviously, you want to de- definitely check, check, check it out on, at trupotreats.com. That's T-R-U-P-O-T-R-E-A-T-S.com. But the packaging is red on pretty much the whole packaging. Then they've got like half the bar showing on the other side, says Chupo Treats, vegan crunch, milkless rice crunch bar, right? And, right. Uh, and then like the inside, it looks just like a Hershey's, Hershey's milk chocolate bar, tastes just like one, but it's cruelty-free, no dairy, no eggs, no gluten, no soy, nothing, literally just all pure vegan milk chocolatey goodness percent thousand percent recommend going getting your getting yourself some bars guys yeah thank, thank you so much you. yeah i mean we really enjoy the product as well i mean we're always constantly trying to improve it but yeah i think right now we have a pretty good product so super yeah. happy so tell so so tell us a little bit more about kind of the business from an entrepreneur standpoint to sure give people some, you know, maybe some advice or kind of talk about like more like the, the, the struggles, the trials and tribulations, because you guys did this really fast. I didn't actually realize it was like that quick of a turnaround because I know when we had connected to, for our pre-show interview that it was about May, I believe it, or I believe it was like June 5th, something like that. It was like early June. Yeah, Bobby. It was that, it was that little time that, that the idea had even came to your head. Yeah, Bobby. So when you reached out to us, we still didn't have anything planned. Well, I think we had stuff planned out. We didn't even have a name yet. I remember you helped us. You actually were the deciding factor on Troop of Treats, honestly. Oh, shoot. I am. That's that's crazy. Oh, I'm glad I could help. I'm so happy that I could help. That's um, that's amazing. Yeah, man. So, yeah, you really helped us. We were going back and forth between different names, but... Okay, so overall, as a company... Oh, I think I remember. I I really like the iteration. Chupo treats. It flows. 
it flows. It, it stands out. It sure does. Yeah, the TRTR I think really helps. Yeah. But, uh, so our whole thing, we were founded on trying to make some really good vegan milk chocolate, making it accessible, and also giving back to the cause that we really care about, which is the animals. Mm. Um, so that was our whole mission, I guess you could call it. Our three, our three values, our three goals to accomplish. Uh, so I think once you have some a mission and a plan, um, that those are the two the two things that I think are required to have a successful business: uh, a plan and something to stand behind. So we we obviously knew that the the market, sorry, vegan chocolate was needed in the marketplace. We knew that. And we knew that we wanted to help animals. You so solve just a problem. Yeah, you solve a problem and then you stay, you know, commit to your passion. Exactly. Commit to your passion. And I think it's easy to stop doing something and get unmotivated if you don't have that reasoning behind it. If you don't have that why, that why is almost more important than the what, like what you're doing. Um, Charlie, yeah. do you have any good business advice? Um, you're, I mean, you're more the business guy. Um, I'm more of the planner the organizer my yeah I would, I would say the same thing just have have a reasoning behind what you're doing um find find like a gap in the market and find a way to to fill it and i think something that we i don't think we mentioned this we're, we donate 25 percent of profits to sanctuaries whenever we work with them and i think that's that's something that people really really enjoy that's actually the main reason why we get customers buying and why we get people rebuying is because they want to support animals at the same time or animal sanctuaries at the same time as getting their, their vegan milk chocolate. So I think having a cause behind it for our sake, having a cause that customers will, will buy things for, and then also filling a gap in the marketplace. I think those are all like really key things that, that we've learned so far. I love that. And actually, you guys inspired us to do the same. And with our new plant-based meat, Chicken Bites, we are donating uh, to every partner sanctuary 10% uh, of sales, which equates to about the same 25% of our profits uh, to our partner sanctuaries for whenever we have a partnership established for that week or that month. So. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's a great, I think that's a great cause and that, and you guys uh, inspired us to do the same. So, you know, we're, we've got a very symbiotic relationship going here. I love it. For sure. I think it's very uncommon, first of all, to find guys that are vegan and then also guys that are vegan that are also interested in business and like changing, you know, the industry. Well, so, and, and guys who are vegan who care about the animal side of veganism, not just for health. Exactly. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. We got, a, we got a dream team right here. I love it. Right. So, yeah, one more piece of advice that I have, actually, just before we end this topic is the hardest part about doing something is starting it. It's just doing it. That's the hardest part. Uh, it takes – you can have an idea, but if you don't even start it or do it, you'll never achieve it. You know, you'll never succeed in whatever that goal is. So my – my word of advice is to, if you have an idea and you're super passionate about it, just start it. If you fail, it's okay. We failed in the past. We had a protein company that we tried starting actually just last November in 2019. Completely failed. We raised like $1,000 or something like that. Um, so you learn from your mistakes. And once you get another idea you're passionate about, go for it again. You know, 
So I think that's great advice. And I feel like that is why a lot of people are deterred from going vegan to connect with a point that you made earlier in the episode about you can present all this information to somebody. They are very receptive to it. And they're like, oh, I don't agree with any of that. And I'm with you. I think animal abuse is wrong, but they still refuse to make a change. I really think it comes down to the fear of failure and also just the lack of knowledge of what to eat when going vegan. Because obviously vegan, veganism is so much more than diet. But of course, as humans and in the society that we live in and being having it ingrained into us that meat and animal products are a part of a healthy diet, one, breaking down that conditioning in your head and realizing that you don't need meat and animal protein to be healthy and to build muscle, but then two, like, like what do I even eat on a daily basis and am I going to be able to sustain this long term? I think it's that fear of failure which deters people from just starting right away. And that's why I think, you know, what you guys are doing specifically on like the candy side of things, because of course people love candy. I have a sweet tooth, not personally. So just having those alternatives to show people that look at, here's the same thing, tastes the same, looks the same. It does, you know, it's amazing, but it's cruelty free. I think that's, I think that's like another great form of activism is providing those things for people so they can easily make the change. Yeah, I completely agree. I, uh, I think more people have to, you know, do what they believe in and uh you know help provide help make a difference with what they believe in and that's what we're trying to do with the whole product just trying to make it accessible for people so totally so where do you guys see truco treats going within one year from now three years from now five years from now kind of like what's the plan for the trajectory of the company i feel like i'm the dreamer here i uh have really big visions uh for the company and for other companies too uh, my end goal, let's start with five years from now. Okay. Five years from now, I want to have like a vegan product development company. So I don't want to just be making chocolate. I want to be making anything that is needed out there. Okay. Whether that be a vegan bagel brand or vegan steak. That's actually a big one that's on my mind right now. Um, five years from now, I want that company that has a team of, you know, chefs, engineer, like engineers food engineers and just creative business people. Scientists. Yeah, scientists to create products like that. Uh, that's, that's my main goal because I think that's really needed. Wow, so it's so much larger than Trupo Treats. So much larger than Trupo Treats. This is just the starting, starting venture. Um, one year from now, what I'm thinking is we'll have a, chocolate, a vegan chocolate company that has about five products. Uh, we'll probably have a range from, we're trying to create nostalgic milk chocolate products. So we have the crunch bar, the rice crunch bar right now. Uh, we're going to try to create something like peanut butter cups or something like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love Reese's peanut butter cups, but refuse to eat them, of course, because they are. Exactly. And there's some, there's some competitors out there with that one, um, but they're pretty good. I just want to improve them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I've had them. I think they're okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then also products like, I don't know if I can call out names, but uh, like wafers, you know. Yeah, yeah, wafers. call out names. That's how people recognize them. 
like Kit Kats. Um, yep. So Kit Kats, like Milky Ways. Hmm? M&M's too. M&M's, yep. So those are like the main five products that we're trying to create. Uh, we'll see what happens, but that's the one-year goal. Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Charlie? Yeah, yeah. So my one-year goals are more related to the, the sourcing of the chocolate. So I'd say within the next year, we'd like to – uh, we'd like to make it onto the, I don't know if you know about the Food Empowerment Project. It's like this, it's this company that um, they only, I guess, advocate for ethical products. Um, so we really want to get beans that we know where they're coming from. Our factory wouldn't let us do that originally um, because we needed to buy a certain quantity. Uh, but hopefully we're going to find a way to, to source really ethical beans that we know are ethical. Um, no slave labor. Um, you know, fair wages, all that. So we're hoping to do that within the next few months, but obviously we'll definitely have it within the next year. So that's my, my one year that's like personal to me that I, I need to happen to keep going with this. Um, and then let's see. I mean, I'm an environmental science major, so I'm not sure that this chocolate company is going to be my, my, my everything, um, but I definitely am going to stay part of it for a while. And um, so I don't think I'm going to probably go with Brian on the food development side, mm. but I think that's a great, a great way to look at it as well. Actually, this is the first time I've heard him say anything about that. So. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I have some, I have some big goals. I don't really tell everyone about, you know, just cause they seem crazy. People like doubt you and, you know, I just keep things to myself a lot of times. I, I, I think it's a really it's kind of just keeping it, you're kind of staying humble in that sense, which right. um, I'm just kind of working under the radar until you can bring something to fruition. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And uh, I definitely see how, like, even though, Charlie, if you don't stay fully within the company and you pursue more environmental science, um, you can still obviously support the company with your ideas for how to source more ethical ingredients for all of the products, not just chocolate, but every other food that comes out or any other uh, consumer products that, you know, that, that you guys ultimately create. Um, but all right, guys, so before we continue on, I'd like to take a brief moment to highlight our team member of the week, something we do every episode to show our love and appreciation for our ever growing family. What's up, Plant Strength family? This is your boy, Darren, coming straight at you. If you are one of my cool vegans, I go by DJ, but thank you everyone for nominating me as this week's Plant Strength team member of the week. I am very thankful. And if you don't follow me already, make sure you hit the follow button, DJ More Fit, it will be below. I've been posting a lot of vegan activism and um, me and Bobby have been out there on the streets just advocating for the life of all animals no matter where they come from they are sentient loving compassionate creatures just as we are and we just want to show people that you can build actual muscle on a plant-based diet as you can see so make sure you hit that follow button continue to support pick up your pack of chicken bites they are now available online and stay blessed thank you all right, guys, so now it is time for my favorite part of the show, our growth spurts and growing pains segment. So it goes, things changing. I know that though I've got no control, that's just the way that we grow. And no one told me what's ahead on this road, so until I break the mold. 
For those of you who haven't heard of this segment before, at the end of every show, we ask each guest what a recent growth spurt of theirs is, an accomplishment that they're proud of, as well as a growing pain, something that they're still trying to get better with. Both of these can be health, work, or life-related. So with that, we'll start right at the top. Charlie, what's a recent growth spurt of yours? I mean, I would say, I would say Troop of Treats. It's, it's so new. Um, we just started in July, like we were talking about. So I think, I mean, that's one of my biggest accomplishments of this year. Um, so I'd say, I'd say just getting it started, you know, working with all these sanctuaries and giving back is something that um, I feel, I feel pretty good about. So I'd say that's probably, yeah, the biggest, biggest growth spurt right now. Definitely. Congrats again. Brian, you, what's your, what's your growth spurt, would you say? My biggest growth spurt, I think it's probably figuring out, like actually accomplishing something that I really care about. I think my entire life, I've always accomplished things, you know, won soccer championships and graduated from college. But this is something I really, really care about. So I think finally accomplishing something that we started, like we had no help. We had no outside help. It just feels really good to be able to say that, you know, this, this is self-made. So... That's awesome. That's awesome. And you guys, are you guys seeking investors at all for Trupo Treats? Sure. So at this current time period, we are seeking investors just so that we can invest in more inventory at once. Mm. Uh, we have some that we're speaking with right now. Um, and but we can keep it on the low because, of course, you know, we got to let things come to fruition. But exactly. Exactly. yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with investors at all. And look at Shark Tank. And look at how, how much Shark Tank has helped so many entrepreneurs really take their business to levels that they couldn't have even imagined. So I think that's, uh, you know, congrats again, guys, on Trooper Treats. And I love the chocolate bars. And I, I really hope you guys listening and watching this episode right now, you make sure you get yourself some, TroopoTreats.com. Use discount code PSR to save yourself on some bars. All right. So continuing on. What is a current growing pain, something you're still trying to get better with? Let me think. I might let you take this one first, Brian, while I think. Okay, so something I'm working on is probably uh, work-life balance. I think that's extremely difficult right now. Um, it's, just, it's just super hard to manage. Uh, work, like working out, school, I'm actually in the works of starting another chocolate company too, um, a more luxury brand of chocolate, um, more wow. local in the state of Delaware. So uh, I, I've just been grinding and it's, it's just hard to find free time right now. So, Man, I feel you. I feel you on that. And I, you know, just to touch on that point really quick, like that I would say is probably uh, – one of, if not my biggest growing pain too currently. And I've been getting so much better with it. And because I'm getting better with it and actually taking time to give to myself, I feel so much more productive. I don't feel burnt out. I'm always like so highly motivated to get after the business, wake up early in the morning as we were talking about. Before we got on the episode, I wake up at five every morning during the week to hit my own workout and then crush work through the rest of the day. Like it really does make a big difference that I found when you can kind of find that happy medium and not just be 100% invested into the business because 
it leads to quick burnout. And that's how I was feeling and starting to feel when I just didn't have that time to rest and relax. So, you know, of course it's needed and I'm glad I had that time uh, to just be 100% pedal to the metal, kind of no slowing down because it allows me to see like, hey, if needed, I can work that hard, but it's okay now to back off a little bit. Um, but yeah, so Charlie, what would you say? Current growing pain, something you're trying to get better with. I mean, I was thinking the same thing as you guys is the time management is really a struggle for me right now. You know, um, I think Brian and I both felt burnt out at some point during this, these past two or three months, um, because we're focusing so hard on triple treats and, you know, just like Brian, I have a lot of things in my life that I want to do more of, which specifically I want to, to focus on activism, um, of, of a bunch of different things, not just veganism, like intersectional um, activism. That's one of the biggest things in my life I want to do. And I also want to just, you know, have free time to, like you said, um, take some time for myself. But it's hard to do that when you're, when you have school. I'm in my last year of my, um, of my course. So I have my dissertation to write, which takes up a lot of time because um, research and, and then Triple Treats and Veggie Brothers. So yeah, it's just the time management, like you guys were saying. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely feel you on that. It's just, it's a, it's a constant, it's constant struggle, but it's a, it's a good struggle to have. And it, it makes it harder when you're so passionate about what you do. And, and that passion is your work. Because it's like, I, I would do this without being paid. And now that you're starting to get paid for it, it's like, well, this is actually a job, but it's like, how can I, you know, and sometimes I even feel that when I'm not working, I'm thinking about work because I love what I do. So, um, yeah, I connect with you guys on that and where it's all, all working, it's all work in progress. And that's why I love this segment of the show because it brings that awareness, you know, it allows us to take a second to celebrate our successes um, you know, and especially being just constantly on the go, like we are to take that step back and say, Hey, wow, like, look at what I've actually accomplished. You know, it's okay to give yourself a pat on the back and be proud of what you've done. But then at the same time, be aware and recognize what you still could try to get better with, because ultimately what's going to lead to change and lasting change is first looking inward because change has to come from within. And if you don't know what your flaws are, and if you don't know what you're struggling with, or maybe you know what you're struggling with, but you've never really taken the time to understand why I'm struggling with it, you never, you never will be able to get better with whatever that struggle is. So, you know, I, I appreciate you guys for sharing that because I personally resonate with it so well. And I think, I think a lot of people listening and watching this episode right now will, will resonate as well. Great. Yeah. I think that was really yeah. well said. Um, awesome though. So that just about wraps up the episode. Thank you guys again for coming on before we close things out. Please tell everyone where to find you guys online. Sure. So uh, you can find us online if you want to buy some vegan rice crunch bars or just try them out. Go to trupotreats.com, T-R-U-P-O-T-R-E-A-T-S.com. Uh, and you can also follow us on social media at Trupo Treats. Um, you can also follow us at Veggie Brothers. And yeah, Charlie, you got anything else? Yeah, just Veggie Brothers on pretty much all social media. Um, and same with Trupo Treats. Yeah, just as, as you spell it. 
So. All right. Yeah, you guys heard it first. Make sure to get your vegan milkless rice chocolate crunch bars, trupotreats.com, and use discount code PSR at checkout to save on your order. And again, 25% of net profits go to their partner farm sanctuaries. All right, guys. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I very much enjoyed it. And until the next one, as always, I'm your host, Bob Lynch. And this is Plant Strength Radio. Plant Strength Radio is hosted by Bobby Lynch, produced and edited by Kiwan Harrison. Original theme music by Alex Brinkley and Tyson Bryce. If you would like to hear more podcasts like this, please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be streamed. To learn more about Plant Strength, the company behind this podcast, please visit www.plantstrengthperformance.com. Or follow us on social media at Plant Strength Performance. Plant Strength, sustainability for mind, body, soul, and the environment. Thank you for listening.